0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast and we've got a Scottish theme this week. I'm the only Englishman on the podcast however I did do an ancestry DNA test recently and I did turn out to be a third Scottish so who knew so maybe I'm not quite as uh uh, alien to this as I first thought. But uh, yeah, we're going to be looking ahead towards the Scottish Grand National that's, be arranged, that's been rearranged to Sunday due to the Duke of Edinburgh's funeral taking place on Saturday afternoon. So uh, the card's been moved to Sunday and we're going to be covering the main uh, races that will be shown on ITV and we'll be previewing obviously the main one itself, the Scottish Grand National. This week uh, our panel includes uh, the Scottish Sun's Jim Delahunt and making her debut on the podcast is trainer Katie Scott. How's it going Katie? How have you been? Uh, Good to have you on the podcast.
1: Yeah it's good to join in. Um, Yeah all good here. We're desperate for a bit of rain to finish off the national hunt season hopefully with a winner or two Um, but it's looking like it's going to be a dry few weeks and it's quite hard to keep them going just now.
0: Yeah I saw that on Twitter that you said that you're praying for a little bit of rain and yeah it'd be nice to, 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 to get some down here where I am. I think the ground's pretty rock hard so yeah it'd be good yeah, the fields all fair cut up over the
1: next week if we don't get a bit
0: of rain yeah hopefully we can just get even if it's just a few showers you know just for a few hours just to use that ground it definitely help us so and how about you Jim how um how things with you And um, last time we spoke um obviously you were on our Chel- couple of our Cheltenham previews and you've got uh, Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead right so hopefully you can uh, keep uh, the form going for this episode
2: yeah, Rachel did me a very good turn, Chris, at uh, Cheltenham. She had a fantastic week and, of course, she had a, she had a superb day last Saturday at Aintree. Uh Actually, in, in my Sun column last week, I tipped any second now to win, with Rachel's horse, Manila Times, to be second. So I got that slightly the wrong way around. But I consoled myself that uh, Mark Walsh rode an absolutely outstanding race to get any second now, even into the race after he was... Uh, after he was balked at the 12th fence by the falling double shuffle. So uh, Rachel rode a superb race, so did Mark. I think everybody was happy in the end and a uh, superb result for racing. I think everybody would agree with that, that Rachel, Rachel won the national.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a, a great uh, headline there for the sport and racing was finally making the front pages for the right reasons instead of the wrong yeah. reason so it's uh rachel blackmore she's doing uh, great things for the sport and hopefully it will continue so anyway let's get into the preview then what you all want to know are tips and um, thoughts for the the racing on sunday we're going to be starting off with the 115 the scotty brand handicap chase it's a listed race over two miles and we'll go to katie here first on this one who did you like in the opening race
1: um I had a look at this and I quite liked Malistic, but I see he's actually jocked up to run later on in the day rather than in this race. Um, I do think the favorite King Darjean is the class horse in the race. He's obviously improving. He's got a nice weight, but just for a bit of interest, I went with a slightly bigger priced return ticket. I think Rebecca menzies horses are in good form. It likes a bit of good ground um, and I think he might run well.
0: Yeah, definitely return ticket. He's been in good form this season for, for Becky Menzies. Yeah,
1: no, I, I think he might go out and run a good
0: race. Did you think maybe if it was a bit of a smaller field, it would be a little bit more in his favour of this race to cut up?
1: I think it will cut up.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it, well, like you say, there's a few in here that have got. Uh, a couple of uh, different entries, uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see the final decks. I should say for the listeners that we are recording, unfortunately, uh, without the full fields uh, knowing what's going where. But yeah, at the time recording, King Darjean, he's around about a five to two uh, chance with most firms. Um, and return ticket, if you quite like Tim, he's around about the 13 to two shot. And Henry Brook is uh, jo- already dropped up, so you're hoping that he's gonna at least make declarations. We'll come to Jim. Um, we taking on the favourite or do you think he's a good thing?
2: No, I take Katie's point though. I think return ticket has an excellent chance on the ground and with the trip and with the weight uh, in this particular race. I also agree with Katie that it will cut up. ballistic uh, Peter Niven's horse will almost certainly run later on uh, on the card, but uh, I- I'm not going to go against uh, Dan and Harry Skelton in this one with King Darjean i think uh they should have harry skelton and brian hughes should have a right royal battle uh on sunday at air with various rides and various races but uh, i suspect harry might get off the mark first when it comes to sunday afternoon king darjean won okay there were small races at what and can but he won them quite nicely it looks as if he's been prepared for a spring campaign he's only a six-year-old should bounce off the ground i'm, I'm sitting right now about 20 miles from air uh, there's some dark clouds overhead, but not much rain forecast. So I think it's going to be good to solve with uh, the clerk of the course planning to water there. He's, he's, he's expecting the soft side of good. That'll ju- just be the, just the soft side of good, I would imagine. Uh, and King Darjean, uh, you said five to two favourite. I suspect it will be shorter, Chris, uh, but I'm willing to take it to get off to a flyer on the Saturday, Dan and Harry Skelton. King Darjean it's the favourite for me.
0: Yeah, he's definitely uh riding a bit of a crest of a wave at the moment. Won his last two starts, and he was very impressive, I thought, um, last time out at uh, Warwick, where he absolutely hosed up, and I could see the track at air really suiting him. So, yeah, I think King Darjean is going to take a lot of beating, but return ticket is definitely an interesting contender if you want to take him on. Uh, we then move to the 150, uh, the CPMS Novices Champion Handicap, Chase over three miles, and it looks like we've got an Irish uh, hot pot here Emmett Mullins, Alan Cooley, Pilbara. Um, we have in another ex- experience here of the Shanter, gym, or uh, can the Irish get beat?
2: Well, uh, the Irish can always get beat, but not very often, it seems. Uh, Pilbara, I can see where everybody's coming from with this one. Emmett Mullins has got this one in right at the bottom of the handicap. Um, I, I'm certainly not going to say that's not going to win, but further up the further up the card is the one I really like, and that's Nicky Richards horse Maroon or Marown, depending on your pronunciation. Uh, I suspect Brian Hughes will be in the saddle on this one. It's um, going to be pretty near the top of the weights, uh, but he has earned it. Um, has been quite impressive, I thought. Uh, in all of his races so far. Hasn't won them all, but uh, won quite nicely last time. He carries 11 stone eight, has to give a lot of weight to the Irish horse. There will be others in the race like the uh, Skelton runner Flegmatic, which would have a chance as well. But Maroon has impressed me. I think Nicky Richards rates the horse very, very highly indeed. And uh, with Brian Hughes on board uh, at a track at air where he's performed reasonably well in the past over three miles, I think this horse could come good on Saturday.
0: Yeah, definitely Morone. He's definitely been a horse that um, he, you always think he's going to go on to bigger and better things. And you have to say that this might be the day Connections have been waiting for, you know, to, to land a decent pot. I think he's going to go very well. And uh, I think yeah, I think uh, he's definitely a worthy uh, uh, horse to take on the favourite. But obviously, one, two, five, you don't know if he's going to be thrown in or not.
2: Just, just before Katie comes in on that one, I, I was going to mention that last time out the race Maroon or Maroon won was the race that Miserie Desobo was the odds on favourite and was pulled up injured. Um, so you would have to have a slight question mark against that form, but he did beat the other two 28 and 35 lengths. And uh, previously he was trying to give uh, weight to a pretty good horse at Haddock uh, when he finished second. Uh, and I suspect I suspect the handicapper might be three or four pounds shy with Maroon. I think he might still have a little bit in hand, but the question, of course, is does the Irish horse have more in hand than the rest of them?
0: Yeah, that, that is the question. Do you do you think, um, Katie Pillbar? do you think he'll take all the beating or have you found a rival to take him on with?
1: Um, I think he will take quite a bit of beating. He's got a lower mark over fences, which is then going to be even lower when, it, when he comes over here against ours. Um, these Irish horses just seem to be well in at the minute. Emmett Mullins and Alan Colley obviously teamed up for the shunter at Kelso, pulled that off. Um, and they look set to try and do the same again. I quite liked Five Star Getaway as well. I think he's won well twice on his last two starts. He's won really well and pulling away like a step up and trip would improve him again.
0: Yeah, definitely. It seems like one of those horses that Christian Williams just seems to get on a roll. And I completely see your angle there. I think, yeah, stepping up and trip uh, will really suit him. And, uh, and you
1: know, he's one on good and good to soft ground shouldn't be a problem. And he's one round big flat galloping tracks as well.
0: Yeah, de- definitely. I can really see, it, see your angle in with him. And he's one of those horses as well that I know the handicapper. Obviously, he's been getting a lot of criticism over the last few weeks with the Irish horses and also as well with the UK horses, putting him up the weights. But off the mark of 135, with what he's been shown, you think maybe we still haven't got quite to the bottom of him. So, yeah, he definitely would be on on the shortlist. So, yeah, really interesting race here. could be um, around for Jim and five-star getaway for Katie. We then move to the Coral Scottish champion hurdle over two miles. Always normally a good race, this one. Um, Katie, who did you like in this one?
1: Um, obviously the favourite Milkwoods form got a massive boost when Belfast Banner went went in at entry. But I have to side with Tommy's Oscar here. It would just be fantastic to see the Hamiltons have a big winner to finish off what has been an unbelievable season for them. Um, I think they've got six horses in training and they've got a 34% strike rate um, and I just think this horse keeps improving the jockey knows him well, he's going to be champion conditional and I just think it would be a great end of the season for them
0: Yeah, Tommy's Oscar, he's been another horse for Anne Hamilton that's just kept uh, winning and improving this season, he's been a great servant to the stable and I think he does have a chance in this race, I think he could... Well, sit- the handicap
1: only gotten four pound
0: below the favorite you know it, it's nothing is it no i i've always thought I've, I've put him up a couple of times on a couple of platforms i um on my youtube channel and i've always thought he could be potentially a 140 horse um you know so off a mark of 138 yeah i i can definitely see see your argument with him and i think he i think he does have maybe a few pounds in hand and at seven to one uh with a couple of firms i think that's not a Not a bad price at all. How about you, Jim? Do you think Milkwood is finally going to land a decent pot or uh, do you think he might come unstuck again?
2: I am just so happy I have been speaking to the two of you tonight because I think Tommy's Oscar has an outstanding chance in this race. I thought he ran really well when six to the shunter in the Moore Battle hurdle. I mean, there's no question that is very good form indeed uh, with subsequent events and uh he then won back at kelso over the same trip of 132. he's only been put up to one three eight uh as katie says he's only four pounds behind milkwood in the handicap uh, i noticed sam twiston davis was down to ride milkwood that would be a, a bonus for uh his pal neil milholland i suppose if, if sam's going to be there on sunday to ride milkwood but danny mcmerman riding out of his skin as katie said He could be champion conditional, more than likely be champion conditional. Uh, I think it gets on well with Tommy's Oscar. I think uh, Tommy's Oscar, Katie will know better than me. It's been a good 20 years since I've been riding. But uh, Tommy's Oscar looks like a horse, Katie, that wants to run and wants to do well for you.
1: Yeah, he just seems to love his job, doesn't he? Um, I just think he's still improving. um, But he's tough and professional at the same time. I really like him
2: yeah I'm definitely with Tommy's Oscar here Chris
0: yeah I think we're all in agreement I don't know if that's a good sign but, um, <laughs> but I'm definitely siding with, with the locals here it'd be lovely to to see him get the job done. And I think he's going to be a superb chaser if he does go down that route. He, he, yeah, he, looks... he has one point to points,
1: hasn't he? So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah.
0: he? He looks like uh, he, he'll probably relish it going over fences, but this would be uh, a nice uh, pot for him to take uh, before hopefully he goes over fences. We'll probably have to tap up on Hampton and see what the future plans is. but yeah, I, I think a mark of one three eight still looks fairly fair and I think he'll go close. So uh, Tommy's Oscar is for all of us in the scottish champion hurdle we then move on to the three o'clock the jordan electrics limited future champion Novices chase a grade two over two and a half miles um we'll go to jim on this one all mankind do we think he had a hard race in the arc and could be vulnerable or are we going to be siding with him
2: he should be vulnerable, but I suspect he would be. Um, I suspect the, the Skelton's will have him absolutely spot on for this. Um, it, this is a race I used to love, but it, it just seems to have lost a little bit for me in, in recent seasons. But it's still a quality race, a grade two over two and a half miles. All mankind, take out the Arkell form, he wins this. Um, I I think he should be good enough to give, to, to rather to beat uh, the Paul Nicholls horse, if it comes up, Tamarok de Mathan, uh, Sean Bowen see, is is down to ride that, so hopefully Nichols is intending sending that one north, because we need this to be a good race, we want it to be a good race. Uh, I suspect having uh, read some stuff from Nick Alexander tonight, that Elvis Mail probably won't appear. Five-star getaway, as Katie says, will run earlier on. The one that will run, and looks as if... Is chasing some serious prize money or fancies his chances of getting the better of all mankind is the one another one that katie mentioned earlier malistic trained by peter never ridden by his pal brian hughes uh that would be the danger for me again return tickets more more than likely to run earlier damn the companion i don't know if that's going to appear maroon will run earlier so it could be a very very small field there might be who shot the sheriff in there but i i suspect if the skeletons run all mankind it's going to be spot on, and I'm sorry, but an all known form, I, I think he'll
0: win this. Interesting. I would be maybe in the camp if I want to take him on. I think he had a hard race in the Arkle, and, I, I, and
2: yeah, he, I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to dispute that. But I just, I just suspect they'll have him spot on.
0: And I think the step up in trip might see him be a little bit vulnerable mm-hmm. as well. I, and I'm not, and even though Shishkin did win last week. It, it didn't look easy for him, put it like that. Yeah. The Venetia Williams horse, for a moment, I think, just gave him a fright. But obviously, he I think his class got him through that day. Um, and yeah, I I think the Paul Nichols horse is a little bit underestimated here. I know there's £10 between them on official ratings, but I was quite impressed by the way that he... Um, won that uh, Pendle chase. It was quite easy. And I know they do think a lot about him, a lot of him, sorry. Um, And the ground would be in his favor. And I I could see him there just stalking. I think Sean is a very intelligent jockey um, of uh, knowing when to hit the button at the right time, as it were. And I I think he'll go close and he'll give give all mankind something to think about. How about you, Katie?
1: Mankind's the classic horse in the race, but like yourself, I just feel he did have a hard enough race at Cheltenham up that hill. Um, and I do quite like Melistic. Brian Hughes is going to be doing everything he can to beat Harry Skelton up the running. Um, I mean, the horse is going to be the only one sort of on fresh legs as well. He last ran over fences in December, one well, the second came out and one next time, and he's only had a spin out and a bumper since. Um, so he's going to have nice fresh legs, ready for a summer campaign. Brian Hughes on board, and I quite like him.
0: Yeah, Malistic, he's definitely been a good horse already for Peter Niven, and... Uh, obviously we haven't seen him for a little while but when we did see him going over fences I thought that performance when he won at Newcastle when he made all mm. given uh, a big weight away to some of his rivals thought he did that really impressively I might be a bit concerned about the step up and trip maybe um, but obviously with that the freshness angle I think he's got uh, definitely a good chance of going very close and uh, i'm scaring all mankind at least i think all mankind could be quite vulnerable actually but uh, yeah um it all, uh, it's all mankind for jim and malistic for katie and i quite like Tamara with fan so all different uh, different views there we then move on to the big race um the 335 uh the coral scottish grand national handicap chase a grade three just shy of four miles Obviously, I'll get it out there straight away. I just want i write to win, uh, but Suffin will probably come and beat him in the, in, in the closing stages. He'll jump beautifully, probably be handy, but uh, so then he'll probably get moaned down late on. But obviously, he's not much of a price now, is he? Around about five to one, favourite for the race. Um, come to Katie here. Um, who do you like in the race? Can i write do it, or do you think he might just fall short? Um, I would love to see i write
1: go out and do the business. Um, but I just feel it's a bit unsatisfactory that he just keeps getting touched off on these handicaps and keeps going up in these handicaps. Um, it's not going to get any easier for him. Um, he has got form on the track. He's got form on good ground. He gets on well with his jockey, but you'd you just be wary coming to the last that he was a sitting duck. Um, I quite like Mighty Thunder for Lucinda Russell, another Scottish runner. Um, he's improved no end for a step-up to marathon trips. I see they've got Tom Scoo booked up to ride him on Sunday and I think he could go well at a slightly bigger price.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was a really pleasing effort um, in the Midlands yeah. National. Uh, and I know that times get up, he was really well fancied in the market there, that day. He was back like if if he was a certainty. Um, and I think in time, possibly he could become a national horse for John Joe O'Neill. So Mike Fender there, I think, I think he's definitely one to ha- to have on your shortlist for the race, and yeah, you know, for Mark of One Four Four, he might have a few pounds to play with there. How about you, Jim? Um, do you think Highright will get the job done, or you like Katie? Suspect he might just uh, lack for stamina in the uh, at the straight.
2: I, I'm not sure what he's going to lack. I, I just think he's probably one of the worst handicapped horses in the country. Uh, he, he's just he per- performs brilliantly absolutely every time never gets a break from the handicapper 11 stone 11 over four miles i know it's been done before but it's going to be very very difficult uh, nick alexander says he'll declare lakeview lad the top weight and and, wait and find out what the ground's like on sunday so we'll wait and see if he runs after his uh, fall in the grand national and um, i i honestly think i write is badly handicapped can't see him winning a scottish national off 11 stone 11 off that rating um i do like mighty thunder I, I take both your points about mighty thunder thought he ran a fantastic race at utopsita no one could argue for a minute that lucinda russell's horses aren't running well uh, this horse will be trained to the minute for this one uh, tommy skew very interesting on that as well um, irish trained eurobot fell at the first at fairy house in the irish grand national uh, might be coming here again we wait to see it was a 25 to 1 chance at Fairy House, but there was a little bit of money for him before that race. Uh, Noel no horse is in very good form, flat and jumps. so uh, interesting. If Eurobot turns up, I think that would certainly be in my top four. Um, Mighty Thunder I have mentioned. Uh, the Sandy Thompson runner, Dingo Dollar, if that appears, that's got to have a chance as well. But the one, the one I'm going to back, the one I've already backed, the one I think will win fourth time lucky for vintage clouds uh sue smith's horse vintage clouds is running this race three times uh he had run i think in the cheltenham race that he won four times and won it at the fifth attempt he's now chasing a fourth attempt at the scottish grand national i think he's in tremendous form i thought he reacted really well to the cheek pieces at cheltenham i think he'll have his ground he's run well in this race before even though he hasn't won it i think he's finished sixth and he's finished third Um, I think he's still handicapped nicely enough uh, to win a big race like this. He's already had one uh, huge win at Cheltenham, but uh, I still think even at 11 years old, uh, Vintage Clouds can win the Scottish National on Sunday, and that would be my selection.
0: Yeah, it was obviously a very impressive performance in the Ultima. Um, You know, He'd been knocking on that door, knocking on that door in that race a few times during his career. But uh, yeah, you definitely think he might have a chance if he can replicate that form from Cheltenham last time out. I just suspect maybe he he could be a bit vulnerable uh, in the closing stages. Again, he's going to be carrying a fairly big weight. I think low weights actually have quite a good record in this race. Yeah, um, they do. Over the years, I remember. Uh, back in Joe Farrell for Rebecca Curtis I think he was off a bottom weight that day and uh, yeah I was was, um, in the middle of a shopping centre screaming him home and lots of people giving me weird looks um. Obviously, non-racing people down here on the south coast of England, um, but uh, yeah, I was more than happy anyway when I when he got up at thirty-three to one. But yeah, Vintage Clouds—he definitely has to be in on the shortlist. But sometimes I feel we can be a little bit of an in-and-out horse. But if you fancy him, I wouldn't put you off him. But I probably would look elsewhere. But uh, yeah, so it's Mighty Funder for Katie and it's Vintage Clouds for Jim. I think my heart says I write, but the one maybe. I will give a squeak to, it's not a chance. I thought he just didn't quite um, have the ground in his favour at uh, Haydock. But I know Alan King always likes to target this meeting. I think the better ground Mm -hmm. suits him. And I know he's a horse that um, they really do like. And I think Alan King probably regrets running him at Haydock because he did mention this race, I believe, when he won the Classic Chase at Warwick, that this could be a target for him. But, uh, yeah, I think I think he's got a very uh, progressive profile, and I think he could maybe go well at a double-figure price. So, yeah, it, I think it's going to be quite an open race, but uh, it, I think it'll be great for everyone, especially up in the north, if I write was to win. He's been the bridesmaid on a few occasions this season, but, uh, yeah, I could see why he, he could be slightly vulnerable. But, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Um, thanks for coming on, Katie and Jim. Uh, for your thoughts yes it's been it's been great talking to some people that probably actually know more than me about the racing up there uh, at least and uh, obviously hopefully we've got the insight there and uh, we'll get some winners on the podcast this week but if you haven't done so already uh, make sure you follow us on spotify soundcloud and apple also as well if you want to follow us on twitter we're at in the saddle pods. Also as well, please remember to gamble responsibly. Uh, Thanks for Katie and Jim's time and uh, we'll be seeing you again soon.